0: go we'll talk about uh, the last couple of days in the world of golf the most unexpected story not only in golf but maybe in sports outside of michael retiring out of the blue with the bulls uh, that i've seen it's 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 still one of those where you shake your head can you believe it but then when you start to hear how much money the people's investment fund has and you look at money running everything in sports and this world and you can almost see why the PGA Tour did that about face. Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel, one of the great insiders when it comes to everything golf. He's standing by on the roast Umber coffee guest sign. How you doing, my friend?
1: Uh, I hadn't put that together, but that's a, that's a good comp. Uh, when Michael retired, I remember that. It was a really early in my career, but probably similar amount of shock that we had on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, just total shock. And that, that's a perfect word, Rex. So... You start to get some wind of, you know, this reporter, this story, that this was in the works for like seven weeks. From your end, uh, what have you heard in terms of how did this conversation begin, from what side, and what really was the turning point where the PGA Tour said we're in? I think the
1: turning point was there's a policy board member on the PGA Jimmy Don, and he's a very influential person. He's the president. Uh, Seminole Golf Club, he's a member at Augusta National, so he moves in a lot of big golf circles, but when he joined the policy board, there was sort of these rumblings that okay, Jimmy would be the guy, that if there is any way for these two sides to work together and I'm not sitting here pretending like I thought this was going to happen, I was as shocked as anyone on Tuesday, but the argument was if if anyone can do it, Jimmy is going to be able to bring them together. He's a finance guy, he's from Wall Street, Like he runs in these circles, he knows how to do this if it can be done. And it happened pretty quickly, as you pointed out. It started about seven weeks ago, by all accounts. There was four face-to-face meetings. That included with Jimmy Dunn, as well as the commissioner of the PGA Tour, Jay Monahan. And as best I can tell, before Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time, when this became public, there was only five people in the world that knew this was going to happen. It was Monahan, it was Jimmy Dunn, it was another board member, and it was the governor of the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, which, of course, is behind this. And then the CEO and the commissioner of the European tour. And you get an idea of how breakneck this must have happened. I, I'm just listening to an interview on Golf Channel of Jimmy Dunn, and he said he used the cliche, but I can believe it to be true, that it was like drinking from a fire hose.
0: So, in terms of money, to get their attention, and there would be Jimmy Dunn, PGA Policy Board, Monahan, the commissioner, even make uh, those who said no to the Live Tour happy in some way shape or form what type of money the commitment how long is this uh does that investment fund are they basically co-owners of the pga tour and the dp world tour what's that total investment from the saudi side
1: we have no details whatsoever i can tell you that there was only three things definitively that came out of tuesday's announcement and they are that the public investment fund will invest in whatever this new entity is and to be clear and and this has kind of gotten confused with a lot of headlines, and a lot of misinformation. The PG- this isn't the PGA Tour merging with Live Golf. That's not what's going on here. This is a consortium that includes the Tour, the European Tour, and the Public Investment Fund. So the Public Investment Fund will invest in whatever this new entity is going to look like. The litigation, the ongoing antitrust lawsuits between the Public Investment Fund as well as Live Golf, will end. And then the final part of this is the players who joined Live Golf who had been suspended – they will create some sort of path back for membership. That's the only three things that happened. Anything else beyond that is pure speculation. And I don't even know if those five principles that I just outlined have a clue what this might look going forward. I think that's by design, because the way the tour works, it's a member-driven organization. There is a policy board. There's a way these types of monumental decisions are supposed to come about. And that policy wasn't followed and had... Jay Monahan showed up Tuesday morning with a fully cooked plan, I think this would that would have caused even more issues than he's already facing. So from where we go right now, you have to finalize the deal because it hasn't even been finalized, and there will be legal hurdles. We have a, a, a lawyer, Jody Balsam, on our air that does a really good job of breaking this down, and she broke it down on Tuesday, that there is a Department of Justice investigation currently into the PGA Tour about some antitrust questions. This is only going to intensify that. I can only imagine. And then you can start working on the detail. Then we can start figuring out exactly what the new entity will look like, exactly what the path back for the players who join Live will look like, exactly what golf going look like in the future.
0: Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel joining us on the Rose Tumber guest line here on the HUGE show across Michigan talking about the PGA Tour and the People's Investment Fund or Public Investment Fund would be the official title and DP World Tour all coming together. It was interesting to hear Rory McIlroy before the Canadian Open, and I've followed all the Twitter accounts for the big heavy hitters in golf, and there hasn't been too much of an uproar from those players who were standing toe-to-toe with the live golfers and getting in front of cameras and microphones. And when I heard that Jimmy Dunn called him like 6.30 a.m. in the morning, him being Rory McIlroy It made me think that these guys, and I'm talking that group of 20, that upper echelon that met with Tiger, you know, when it was Liv versus PJ Tour, that there must be some assurances that they're going to get bonuses or something when this deal is finalized with that public investment fund.
1: Uh, I think the word, the phrase that everyone seems to be working is made whole, which sounds like a very sort of Sopranos, Godfather type phrase to throw out there. But yes, I think there's been references publicly. I mean, the commissioner was asked about this and addressed it numerous times on Tuesday. Rory was asked about it, of course, this week at the Canadian Open. I I don't know how that looks. You mentioned uh, the way we call them them the Delaware 20 now. Those players who went in that room with Tiger and Rory and agreed not to go to live golf, to remain loyal to the tour, to be part of the process, to to sort of reimagine what the tour is going to look like. I I don't know how the tour does it. The, The easiest answer is money. Like, if you just pay them whatever it is that they would have gotten paid otherwise, that surely that, that sort of smooths over, over over all those issues. That's a lot of money, and I think there's going to be a lot of questions. For example, now I'm just going to throw someone out there randomly. How much was Patrick Cantley really going to be paid had he struck a deal with Liv Goff? And so it, those are probably the biggest short-term hurdles, is to get by it, because those players desperately want to be made whole again.
0: Rex, I think the biggest challenge is the about-face by Monaghan and the references to nine eleven, And you pick a side, and all of a sudden, seven weeks of negotiations, and he's on the side now with the money. Uh, how does the PGA and Monaghan navigate this and win back the trust of the players who openly told Monaghan, we don't trust you in that meeting uh, before the Canadian Open and also, the public looking at this, and there's not so much anger now towards the public investment fund. They're all looking at the PGA tour, and how'd you flip so quickly?
1: It's going to be an uphill battle on, on both fronts. I'll start with the players. Like uh, we all heard the reports coming out of there. I was texting with two players actually during the meeting and kind of got a play by play. And it was difficult, and there was anger in the room. Uh, there was no decorum. There were a lot of things thrown around that I wouldn't have never imagined professional golfers would would be yelling at a commissioner, even under these circumstances. And what it boils down to, and one of the things that kind of came up was maybe it's time for a union in golf. And this has been whispered about really probably since for decades. But it never really came to fruition. Unlike every other major sport in the United States, there is no union. There is no collective bargaining agreement in professional golf because you just touched on it. The players have always trusted the tour to do the right thing. The line here has always been it's a member-driven organization. The tour will do the right thing. I think that trust took a huge hit this week. And as, the other part of this is the fans. Like, I'll, I'll be really curious going forward. The tour spent the better part of a year vilifying anyone who left to go to Live Golf and anyone associated with Live Golf for all the reasons you pointed out, that it's it's Saudi Arabia, it's 9-11, it's all the atrocities that we can sit here and talk about ad nauseum. And now suddenly you have to do a 180, and you have to figure out how can we sort of fit back into this ecosystem because we had to, essentially.
0: Yeah, it's a journey, but uh, with that money, which that public investment fund, I had a guy that used to be the CEO at Dow, Bill Stavropoulos, tell me about a year ago, he has a friend on that board or some connection there, uh, reportedly, the the fund at that time was somewhere around six hundred billion.
1: Hmm. <laughs> um, right about there. Still, uh, there are reports that I just saw this week that by the year twenty twenty five, it's going to top that a, at a trillion.
0: So, oh, okay, it's not a, it's not a small amount. They're going to top out at a trillion. Well, and this is this, is, and I'll let you go after we're done with this, Rex. That <laughs> this is why the about face that the Saudi side dropped some figures. And protection for the tour, a tour that was going to no cuts and they want to keep TV partners happy and sponsors happy. It looks like, and again, we don't have the final details, but they're going to have financial backing for years to come that will protect the tour and allow them to do things they want to do and not so much given the TV networks or sponsors.
1: Oh, yes. I mean, the flexibility. If you get away with all of the awkwardness what we just talked about with the players who went, the players who stayed, the fans, the idea that you're now doing business with Saudi Arabia. Like, if you you wade through all of that, if you get to the idea that from a business perspective, look at the things you can do now. You're right. Uh, And you you don't have to be beholden to anyone, be TV or sponsors or anyone else. You can kind of reimagine the game. And what exactly is that game going to look like? That part, I think, is fascinating for everyone involved. And I would argue that this is going to be good for fans in the long term. It's probably going to be good for professional golf in the long term. It's probably not going to be great for the PGA Tour because they've had to make concessions and anytime you make a concession like this, it comes with a price, but I think it's going to be good for the game of golf eventually.
0: Think about what they could do. They they, they could build signature golf courses all across this country and around the world that are tour spots, stadium golf, uh, they could like courses. They're going to have so much money and be able to do what they want to do. And that's and, and the PGA Tour Tours loved the country club mentality. And, yeah, there's been the dailies and the people come along who are representing the working man or block, being a club pro. But to have financial security in an unstable world, uh, maybe only FIFA, and they have their own issues. I'm trying to think anywhere in the world now, with the money they have behind them, which isn't going anywhere and just going to grow, and you mentioned the word a trillion uh, in that public investment fund <laughs> sooner than later, they're set. They're, they're set for decades.
1: They are set for decades. And uh, I think that's probably what eventually, I think we started the conversation with how did, how did we get here? I think it was twofold. One, the litigation had to go away, it was just going to be a drain, it was just going to weigh the tour down for years, not months, years, maybe even decades. And so this makes that go away. And the other half of it is it's been a rough couple of years for everyone, but just look at it from a business perspective for the PGA tour. You had to deal with the pandemic, which ate into your reserves. And then you had to deal with live golf, which ate into your reserves even more. So now you're facing a very, very uncertain future. This was going to be the best time. If they were ever going to go to the table and try to negotiate some sort of peace between the two sides, this was the best moment to do it because this was the only time in the foreseeable future that you would ever be negotiating from a position of strength.
0: And Rex, uh, to end our conversation, the irony, hypocrisy, whatever you want to call it, that Monaghan and the golfers who all stood up against the Saudi money now will be funded by the Saudi money. uh, The same crew that was funding pro golfers who left the tour and guys like Greg Norman, but there's Monaghan and the golfers, and that is a delicate balance because I think in, in that payoff and and make them whole i i love other words and phrases being used you really couldn't have announced on tuesday and said or or monday you could have said hey you know what uh here's what we're doing uh, rory's going to get that 500 million tiger's getting 800 million Cali's getting 200 million uh you know we're paying off everybody they'd all look like sellouts wouldn't they if you had a number
1: uh- they all look like sellouts, and this goes back to the idea that this is supposed to be a member-driven organization. That Again, if he were to show showed up with a fully cooked plan, I, I think it would have been so much worse than just showing up saying that, look, this is a tentative deal. This is what we want to do. We need to push this forward. It's for the better of the game. It, it, it happened so fast. I can't imagine they, they would have had time to do that, because what transpires now is not going to come together quickly, because you're talking about a completely reinvention of the game. But, yes, there is that element to it that... There is going to be fan pushback. I guess the best comparison I came up with, and there was a great documentary on Apple TV about the Super League concept in Europe and soccer. And it was amazing to me that that came up on a Friday and was dead by Monday. I mean, it was within days that that sort of came to life and died. And it was largely because of a lot of different reasons. But one of them was because of the fans. The fans were never going to stand for this. And I think the danger with this plan was always going to be what are the fans going to do?
0: Right. And now you get them. They're angry. It's a hot, uh, you know, potato, hot topic, whatever you want to call it. And then they'll let it simmer down. And then after the season ends, you'll probably get the announcement of where they're going because they've already made the announcement on the no cut tournaments and everything else. So it will be interesting. This man knows more about the PGA Tour than most. Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Sign. Rex, appreciate the conversation.
1: Appreciate it. Talk to you later.